Oh good, you made it. We are so glad you're here. Welcome to the Mama Judy and Jill podcast, an intergenerational chat about life, art, and the creative process. I'm your host, Jill, and joining me is my wonderful co-host and bonus mom, Mama Judy. Let's get started. Welcome back, friends. We are so glad to have you here back with us today. Um, My name is Jill, and I'm here with my co-host, Mama Judy, my bonus mom. Hey, Mama Judy. Hey, Jill. Welcome, everybody. We don't know where you are or what time of day it is for you, but welcome. Yes. And today we are going to be talking about imposter syndrome. Now, if you don't know what this is, let me just give you a little bit of a definition. So number one, imposter syndrome is the feelings of inadequacy, self-doubt, despite either experience that you've had or accomplishments that you've had or skills that you have. So it's truly something that's unfounded. Wouldn't you say, Mama Judy? Absolutely. It is, again, one of those things that somehow through our conditioning, uh, we have come up feeling less than adequate. And that is in life and in art. Yes. And so let's talk, since we're talking about this in the, in the art sphere, let's give a couple examples. Can you think of a couple examples of what that would look like to an artist? You know, uh, it would feel like no matter how good your painting or your ceramics or whatever your medium is, appears to be to the external public, they may look at it as a masterpiece, but inside you don't feel like you're worthy of that kind of acceptance and praise. You feel like an imposter, despite everything that's being told you by the external world. And so right there, that should tell us that the imposter syndrome is something that comes from within. Very few people, and there have been, I'm sure, but usually it's not someone, I look at your work and say, well, you're an imposter meaning that you're not authentic. Usually it comes from within and we tell ourselves, we feel that way. Yes, and And we are our worst inner critic. I mean, we are our worst critics, which is so sad and unfortunate, but it's the truth. It is the truth. We have that little sneaky snake voice in there that will sabotage not just our art, but our life, period. And I don't have an outstanding one in art, Jill, but I'd like to, I do have one that was a woman, and this was years ago when I had another life and went to work with a suit and very upbeat professional. And there was a woman that worked in a similar position, and she was very successful at that time, especially for a woman. And I remember one afternoon we were having on a coffee break, and she said, you know, I feel like such an imposter. And I was less experienced, and I was just blown away by that. How can this person, who to me has it all going, has got success as much as she wants, feel like an imposter. 
And it was, she said it was a very real feeling that interestingly, she said it robbed her of the joy of being successful. Wow. And she yeah. was already successful. Yes, she was. Thing. And so she had the credentials. She had yes. the experience. She had the background to for sure not have imposter syndrome, but it was still haunting her, which is it so was. it The fact that she used that phrase, it robbed me of the joy of my success. That probably stuck with me more than anything mm-hmm. because you don't realize, for example, in art, and we're creating, and we're worried about making mistakes, or we get a block that uh, we, like I said, in one of our other podcasts, the way that I have adopted it was from an author. And he said, the creative process never ends, you just choose for a period of time not to partake in it. Mm -hmm. Well, that feels like we're un- motivated but in all of that at the bottom i think is also those low runnings of feeling like an imposter mm-hmm. i don't belong here right and in those words and i was thinking the other words are i'm not enough i'm not good enough like right. i think about these words so if you're listening have you think about have you ever had these words like i'm not good enough i'm not a real yeah. artist who am I to be doing this? And it makes me think about Mama Judy. You put stuff up on sale, your art for sale on Etsy. And you have for years, you've had an Etsy account. But I'm certain at times you've thought like, who am I to be putting this up at this price? Or is that true? Would you say that oh, you yeah. had that? Yes. Absolutely. And it took me a long time to say I am an artist. And I ran, oh gosh, this probably not even... Oh, a month ago, we were at a gallery that had opened and I was talking to an artist whose work is, you know, collected all over the world. And, and he had made some comment and he said, oh, you're an artist. I couldn't say it even now, even now. I was so mad at myself, but I got over it. (laughs) I said, oh, well, I'm not an artist, I'm artistic. And and we went on to, what's your definition of an artist? Oh. (laughs) And I told him, I thought it was someone who made their living with their art. And he said, well, I make my living with my art. He said, but my definition is different. If someone has a feeling inside of them, no matter how it expresses itself, just that feeling of wanting to create something, that's an artist. And I thought, wow, he just gave me permission to call myself an artist. But going back to the imposter syndrome, it was probably that feeling like an imposter. Here I am talking to someone whose work is collected worldwide and by museums. How can I say in comparison to that person, oh yeah, I'm an artist too. Uh, Didn't compute to me. I'm still learning, still learning. 
Right. And we think about when we talked about the little inner child in another episode, we talked about our little inner child, child, you know, creating art and being creative and that sort of thing. You think about if you were to see a little kid painting or doing some sort of art or something, we'd come over and go, look at you, you're a little artist. And we yes. would it and they would accept it. And we mean, you're a little artist. They are a little artist. And That's so where right. again, does it disappear that like, okay, now that you're <laughs> over the age of 21 or whatever, that you are officially not an artist. <laughs> I think it starts chill when we're old enough to hear the external world and we internalize those messages. And then, and it could be words that are spoken. It could be a facial expression. When my six-year-old takes her books that she's written to someone and they read it, and I see an expression on their face that tells me, oh, that wasn't very good. By the way, when I got done talking to that artist and left the gallery, I'm quite sure my inner child hit me upside the head with her box of crayons and said, I am too an artist. Oh, <laughs> she's, she can be very, very pushy, you know. Well, you know, and it was interesting too. So I love that example. And I'm going to use the example because writing is an art too. And Yes. I am a professional writer. I do writing for a living, but I didn't at all times. And one day I got this job that I've had for the last five years now as a writer. And I remember sitting at Asheville Pizza, Mama Judy, sitting in Asheville Pizza with William. We're having dinner and the waiter came over and we had never met this person. So we're chatting him up and stuff. And he goes, well, what are you doing? He asked William. And then he looked at me and I literally froze. I was like, what do I say? And William said, he's a writer. And yep. he said, she's a writer. And I was like, and in that moment, and after the guy walked off, I literally teared up. I'm like, you just said I'm a writer. And he's like, well, you are a writer, Jill. And he's like, and you're even getting paid. Not that that matters that if you're getting paid, but he's like, and you're even getting paid for it. And it was this moment where almost like he gave me permission. So someone externally had to give me permission to be able to call myself that, and so again, I was still having the imposter, but I'd been hired to do this job, you know? <laughs> well, and then what happens when, when you have a situation like the yours, or if you have art and a gallery buys it, well, it's very easy to think to yourself, well, they, there must be something wrong with them. Why would they take my stuff? It all feeds into it. Yes. There must be something wrong. Why would they hire me? Yes. So it's to me and I keep referring back to this it's cultural conditioning and every one of us out there listening deals with everything differently some people internalize it more some people have the I'll show you attitude mm -hmm. but all you and I can do is give our examples and our perspective so I don't want anybody out there to think that well, I don't do it that way. Well, of course you don't. You're a different person than we are. But these are general themes that we have found both in life and in art that we're sharing with you. Yes. And I think too, that the fact that you can just realize it is a normal thing that happens. I think that's number one, because I've heard people say before, when they are saying I'm not enough or I don't, you know, I'm not, I can't really paint. So I'm just going to give it up or whatever. But then when they hear other people 
whether it's a different experience or not, but saying that they have this imposter syndrome, it sort of in, makes it feel, it normalizes it in a way, even though it's a bad thing, but at least if you know, oh, okay, other people, then you don't sit there and fixate on it and, and just give up and quit. You're like, okay, this is a normal part of being a human for a lot of people. And so it is what it is. And I'm going to move on and figure out ways to get out of this imposter syndrome. Absolutely. And you have to. You will never reach your full potential or like the woman said years ago, if you do, you'll never enjoy it to its fullest. Yes. Don't get comfortable with saying I am an artist. I am a writer, Uh, whatever your medium is, because you're right. There are so many mediums of creativity out there, Mm -hmm. but you have to. And if you have to honestly Go stand in front of a mirror and repeat the phrase, I am an artist, and just sit with the emotions that go through you until you can come away. And you may not do it in just one single thing. This isn't like a pill that you take and say, oh, good, now I'm an artist. You Mm -hmm. have to work on the comfort level of saying, I am an artist, because an artist You're an artist in your own unique way. When we make the statement, which if I, if you accept, I am an artist, you're moving away from the imposter syndrome. And if we move away from that, then because internally we feel better, we can create, I believe, our more authentic art. Mm, Good point. Right. Because if it stops you in your tracks, you're never going to grow. You're never Mm going to develop your art. I mean, just even thinking about that, because where, if you start today and you're starting doing a, like, you're going to do watercolors, let's just say an artist starts with watercolors. You will never know. You said how to reach your potential. You'll never know how you're going to grow and develop. And maybe you stick with painting, but maybe it turns into different types of painting or stitching within your painting or who knows, but you're never going to allow that potential or that growth to develop if, if you get stuck in this imposter syndrome. And what you just said too, about looking at yourself in the mirror, I think that again, is such a powerful thing. And a lot of people for visually, like you said, it may seem woo woo or whatever, but to visually don't just get, don't let it feel silly when you're saying it, but look in the mirror and say whatever, what that is to you that you need to hear, that can be really powerful. And it's, it might sound funny and weird and awkward, but when you do it, I am an artist. I am a writer. I am a, whatever it is, fill in the blank, powerful. It's very powerful. And you know, you can, if you've been an artist and um, you've sold successfully your books your sculptures, whatever, You know, there's still times when you might need to revisit that. And maybe you say, I am a successful artist or something like that. But these are all dealing with, dealing with art is no more than dealing with human emotions. But you have a a skill, a gift, whatever you want to call it, that you're just trying to express yourself through. And to me... You owe it to yourself to give it a try and give it an honest try to where you can say, you know, I've tried this and I've worked on this and it still isn't my medium. Well, then go to another one. But don't deny yourself 
the wonderful self-expression that creativity is. I think if you don't express yourself creatively, I'm talking about the extremes in a positive way, it can come out in ways that are not necessarily in your best interest. Um, and, you know, at one time, Jill, when we were thinking about doing this, we mentioned how art and creative expression is a form of therapy. And this is not the podcast or even the next one, but at some point I would like to touch on that because this all, even though we make several podcasts, it's all related. This all feeds getting started, then making a mistake, and then moving on past the imposter syndrome. These are just like progressive steps in the self-learning curve. We can all remember the, I think it was back in school, they showed you the bell curve, the learning curve. It's very steep in the beginning, and then you level off, and it's gradual from that point on. Ooh, so that, yes, that's a great point to look at that. Look at the learning curve and it doesn't even have to be about, it's just a psychological learning curve. That's what you're going through when you're starting out with art, with anything new. If I decided that I wanted to learn how to become something else, no matter what I chose, I have to go learn how to do it. And I think sometimes we don't allow ourselves that when it comes to art. We just think, oh, this is just a hobby and this is not important. Well, I'll tell you what, it is important. And even if it's just a hobby and something you never show to anybody, this is not about them. This is about you and doing what's good for you in expressing yourself. Absolutely. And the other thing I, um, another thing you said, even if you're never going to share it, but one thing that I think is very helpful too, is when you're feeling that to reach out to others that are doing similar things. So whether it's through Instagram, like we both are on Instagram and have this great artistic community of women. Wonderful. You should see. So if you're out there and I don't care if you don't even have Instagram account, but let's say you have two followers or something like that. You start connecting with these people that we happen to connect. And there's so many in this world. You would not believe this support you've noticed mama Judy. And even if we posted, but I've seen other people post something like, Oh, I was feeling really down in the dumps about this, whatever, how the people, the other artists come in the comments, even in just like Mm -hmm. giving, um, giving love and support and all of this. And that does help because if you're in a little vacuum or a little silo, sometimes, especially if you're at home doing your creating and stuff and you're all you're hearing is that inner critic in your head and you're not hearing any sort of outside, or if you have a little group that, um, we've we'll talk about this more too but like i have a little neighborhood art group that gets together every you know like once a month same thing you're getting together and you're hearing what everybody else is experiencing so you can relate and then you're also able to encourage each other and cheer each other on absolutely and if you're out there wanting to take your first steps or even your second or third i agree with jill My experience with the Instagram community has been nothing, nothing but positive. And I have seen artists. uh, I did this, excuse me, I did this today. And what do you think? 
they're reaching out and asking for some feedback. Well, when you do that, just I think I told you in one of the podcasts, every time I put a journal out there, there's this little voice in me that says, oh, I hope they like it. (laughs) I mean, I don't know that you get beyond that. At least it doesn't ruin my day. Right. Yes. Find your safe community mm-hmm. and venture out there. And even if you've been out there for a long time with your stitching, for example, Jill, you might want to try something that all of a sudden you got inspired to do, but you want a little feedback. Well, that's when you reach out to the community and you get those wonderful comments. And I'm sorry, we all like getting gold stars and pats on the back. It feels good. Yes, it does. Period. Amen. Yes. So we do encourage you to find some sort of community, whether that is on Instagram or that's with your next door neighbor or somebody through a group in town or something like that. But just being in community is important. And I want to say that I don't know how some people feel about this, but not everyone loves social media. Even when I started stitching, I kind of was like, I don't know if I'm going to do the Instagram. Like I'm not looking for more friends or a community or whatever. I'm too busy. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe how silly I was to even think that I love, and I just love seeing what other people, it's just an inspiration. But if I do post like just the sweet things that people say, it's really, really nice. So yeah, 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 I agree. Um, A thought occurred to me before we leave the topic of imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome is a form of comparing yourself to somebody else. So what, again, we keep same thread through all this, quit comparing yourself, quit looking to the external world, even though culturally that might be what we're taught to do, go inside, work with yourself. Don't compare yourself to somebody. And I told you before, there is an artist on Instagram that I love her work so different from mine. And I thought, well, I think I'll try something like this. So I tried my version, didn't quite meet hers. But then the thought occurred to me, well, that is pretty arrogant. She's been doing this for 40 years. Why do you think you could sit down in one time and replicate exactly what she did? So got to quit comparing yourself to somebody else. You can use them as an inspiration. That's very different than comparing yourself. Right. Well, and I want to add a little behind the scenes to that. You texted me because we just talked about that, mm-hmm. about that artist. And we talked about it. So you did your, you did some art with it, which I was surprised because you're like, I'm just not going to go there because, you know, it's just so different. You texted me. I think it was the next day, a picture and you're like, look, I played around with it. And, and you just said it maybe didn't meet the expectation, the big expectation word. But in my eyes, I was like, oh my gosh, it has a total mama Judy spin to it. And it's so beautiful. Like I saw how beautiful it was, but of course it's going to have your own spin to anything you create, which is what you want. You want to just no flakes. We want to be different. All of us have unique gifts and it had the mama Judy flair that was amazing. Yes, and that's such a good point, Jill. We all have individual fingerprints. Why can't we have individual creative expressions? Yes. 
That's what we want to be able to feel comfortable with. This is my interpretation. This is my expression of what you've done, of what I see, of what I feel. Yes. Well, okay. So I would love, what do you think about this? If, if you're listening, if you did one of the things, like whether you went in front of the mirror and said, I am a blank, whatever it is that you would, that would resonate with you, or you did, you took a step to squash that imposter syndrome. We would love to hear from you. So send us a message on Instagram, either myself or mama Judy, we've got the links here in the show notes, but we would love to hear, and especially the, I am, I love the thoughts and we want to cheer you on into what you are saying that you are, whether it's an artist or you may say, I am a, you know, a knitter or crochet or whatever it might be. I would love to hear what you are stating to yourself. I would, I would too, Jill. I only have one request that people do that. Please, when you are in front of the mirror saying the I am, come off of it with a positive spin. Don't let the little critic look in the mirror and say something negative. We want you to do it positively. Something you'd like to work on with your art. Yes. Thank you. That is very good. Yes. We do. There's no negativity here. It's all love. So, okay. Well, we look forward to chatting with you all next week. Thank you so much for joining us. I love you, Mama Judy. Love you too, Jill and all of our listeners. Yes. Namaste. Have a great week. Bye.